Welcome to the Wild at Heart Men's Podcast with Jordan Jensen. This is the podcast where I explore the tools and techniques and strategies you can use to build deeper, richer relationships in your life with the people that you love. If you want to keep up to date on the podcast and everything else that I do, you can follow me on Instagram at Strictly For My Gingers or on Facebook at Wild at Heart Men or Jordan Jensen. Now, onto the podcast. G'day guys. Before I get into the podcast, I just wanted to thank Gabrielle Laurie. She's the relationship and sex therapist I had on the podcast a couple of episodes ago. She works out of Newcastle and she's the one who gave me this exercise that I'm doing with Jamie. She wanted me to add in that the unhealthy communication resolution styles that we go through in this podcast, they're just survival strategies that we've made up as kids. So they're not anyone's fault, but it is our responsibility to grow through these and learn healthy conflict resolution styles so we can have a better and more open and more connected relationship with our partner. So just wanted to add that in and a huge thank you to Gabrielle for making this possible for us. And I'll let us get onto the podcast now. Cheers, guys. Merry Christmas, everyone. I'm here for a bit of a special podcast this week. So I have someone very, very close to my heart in and they might like to introduce themselves. <laughs> Hi, I am Jamie, and Merry Christmas, everyone. It's, um, yeah, this is an interesting Christmas present we've given <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> Lucky we both like quality time, hey? Yep, definitely, <laughs> and growth. Mm, love the growth. <laughs> so what we're actually doing this Christmas is going through an exercise that Gabrielle Laurie, the relationship and the relationship counselor and sexologist gave to me a um, bit of an interesting Christmas present. So what we're doing, go, doing is going through a conflict resolution styles questionnaire where it pulls out, there's four different conflict resolution styles. There's three unhealthy ones and one healthy one. So what we've done before this podcast is go into some separate rooms and score each other on the traits that we notice in ourselves and also each other. So I've rated myself and Jamie and she's done the same. And the intention behind this is to under, to take responsibility of, okay, these are some unhealthy traits that I'm doing. And these are some unhealthy traits that I see you doing. And it's the intention is to have it very objective. Just so it's, it's a discussion point of, okay, this is where we are. And obviously we want to move more into, into the healthy zone. So like obviously the, for me, the first step of any sort of change is having awareness of what's going on now. So this is a great ac awareness exercise in understanding, okay, these are some, some of the communication styles I'm using, which aren't helping me in my relationship. And I know when I first went through this, I didn't even, I got a sense that some things I was doing were unhelpful, unhelpful or unhealthy but I didn't have specific categories or specific words to label on them, but now I do. So it makes it so much easier to identify. Thanks, Gabrielle. <laughs> yes, you are amazing, Gabrielle. And Merry Christmas to you too. And happy birthday for the other day. Uh, you've got a busy time of year. Uh, thank you so much for giving this to us. It's, uh, it's been a lot of fun to go through. Uh, 
let's get into it. I'll just do a quick overview of the first trait and then we'll, starting with you, we'll share with what scores we've given each other. Mm -hmm. Lovely. So first up, we've got aggressive conflict resolution style. So an aggressive conflict resolution style, it tends to look at a situation in like a win-lose manner. It's like there's a fear of losing everything or losing control. And so the aggressive personality style will tend to try to take more. It'll tend to take more than, more than it gives. So it's categorized as win-lose. Lovely. So we're just going to go through each of the traits under aggressive, passive, passive-aggressive, and assertive. And if you want, you can note these down. You can try out this exercise with your partner. It's a, it's a fun little exercise. We're going to find out how it goes because we are recording this live. <laughs> so I'll hand over to you, Jamie. The first one we've got is desires are often communicated as needs and are often repeated over and over. Yeah, so I didn't put either of us for this one. Yeah, I feel like we don't really do that. Hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I didn't score either of us from this one as well. So if you are scoring in this one, you'll tend to, like either you or your partner will continually repeat, like, I need this from you, I need this from you. Tends to be quite often a misnomer. You don't actually need something from the other person. You desire it. But using that sort of language, it can be quite damaging in a relationship because it puts a lot of pressure on your partner to give you what you want. And rather than it being a discussion, it's sort of just this constant nagging or expectation that they provide you what you want rather than a discussion around how you can both get there. Now, next up we've got makes requests which sound like demands. So this one, is, it's pretty straightforward. It's like, instead of asking you, oh, would it be okay if you drove me to work tomorrow? It's, oh, you're gonna drive me to work tomorrow, aren't you? <laughs> I'm sorry, I put neither of us for this one. Um, yeah, I didn't score either of us on this either. Um, next up, we've got truly believes they're helping a partner when offering unsolicited advice or suggestions for improvement slash criticism. Yeah, so I didn't score either of us for this one. But yeah, I would have scored you on this previously because you'd give me a lot of advice, which I really appreciated. But yeah, sometimes it's just not what I desire at the moment. Sometimes mm. I just want you to just be there. But yeah, I know it's something that you've been working on and yeah, I don't really see that as much anymore and like more you asking like, can I offer up some advice? Yeah. Which, yeah, I appreciated it. Oh, thank and you. I still appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah, that was, I've still scored myself on that one. Um, but yeah, you're right. It has been something I've been working on since I mentored on that coaching program and had mm -hmm. the feedback to me that I'll tend to yeah, give unsolicited advice, which the other person yeah, they haven't asked for it. They haven't given permission. Mm -hmm. And it's like, ah, okay, this is yeah, kind of over... Yeah, I'm not asking for consent there. And yeah, thank you for recognizing the change yeah. I've been working on. Yeah. And it's, it's been really nice, actually, because now it feels like I don't need to guess whether you want advice or not. Mm. I can just ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Weird, hey? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> right, you can ask people what they want and they tell you <laughs> shit <laughs> um next up we've got lectures educates sources begs compares blames or judges i didn't score either of us for this one i felt 
like I scored myself on this one as well. I feel it is something that I have a tendency to do less frequently now than I used to. And this is more on the lectures or educate side. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, so something I'm still you know, slowly stepping back from and not having to always have the answer or give the information, be okay to just be there and be silent or not in agreement or whatever, not go out of my way to, you know, fill a perceived gap in a person's knowledge that I think is going to take it to the next level. Just be okay to be there and be their friend or be their partner or whatever it is in that moment. Mm. Uh, next one, believes their way is often the right way. So this is, there's a lot of potentially ungrounded self-confidence that your way is the right way or my way is the right way and I'm not going to hear another way um, because I'm utterly convinced my way is the right way and nothing's going to change my mind. <laughs> I'm laughing because I did score you for this one. <laughs> That's because my way is the right way. <laughs> <laughs> Exhibit A. <laughs> yep. um, it kind of goes back to the point from earlier. Yeah, offering up unsolicited advice. Mm. But again, I guess it's also me like setting that boundary. Like, All right, cool. You've given me that advice. It's my decision whether to take that on or not. Yeah. yeah like, I think it's gonna, there's going to be a balance there of me recognizing when I'm doing it and like what I would find helpful there as well as if you notice I'm offering unsolicited advice, asking, oh, did you ask me um, mm -hmm. if I wanted advice right now? So I think that would help me go, ah, I'm doing it again. Right. Um, but I absolutely, um, yeah, I also score myself on beliefs. Their way is often the right way. I do tend to notice that in myself. I'm very attached to my worldview, <laughs> uh, which can be really energizing and exciting, but also a little pretty limiting because I have a tendency to close myself off to other possibilities because I'm too committed to doing it my way. Mm. Mm. Good insight to yourself. <laughs> may not practice self-care and blames others. I've scored myself on this one. Not as much so, like not as much recently, but yeah, previously I know I'd sacrifice my self-care to mm. fit your schedule or fit your needs. Mm. But yeah, not as much now. Like a good example for that is deciding the night before that I want to go to movement and then yeah, not setting that clear boundary. Yeah, and then we're up till that. like midnight or 1am yeah. and you're up at 5 to try to, <laughs> to, try uh, to go. need sleep. <laughs> like, do you want to get a movement? I'm like, no, I, I want to die or sleep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have noticed that as well. And now we seem to have a, a bit of a better sleep schedule where it's not dependent on the other person. Mm. You'll go to sleep when you want to go to sleep and I'll go to sleep when I want to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And luckily we both seem to be fairly deep sleepers. Yeah. <laughs> Skills. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't mark either of us in that one. I, yeah, I think I, I think I did a few weeks ago when we first did this, but yeah, I've noticed we've developed much, yeah, much more, I get independence in our self care, which is cool to notice. Hmm. In the last two weeks. Yeah. Go us. <laughs> yeah. So a bit of background. Um, yeah, two weeks ago we were in Byron and recorded this podcast, but 
realize that the energy levels are really low. <laughs> it was way past midnight. Yeah, we started recording at <laughs> like 10.30 at night. And it was good to begin with. And then like, by the, like, it ended up going for an hour and a half and like we're falling asleep. I'm like, yeah, all right. <laughs> Maybe let's do this in the morning. So we started this one at like 10.30 in the morning. Much better. Much better idea. <laughs> um, focuses on what they are not getting rather than what they are not giving. So for example, this could be, oh, you're just not giving me love and affection anymore the way you used to, uh, rather than noticing, oh, well, like what I notice I'm not giving is I'm not giving time and space for that because I'm always working or I'm always, always busy with something else. I'm always multitasking. I didn't score either of us for this one. Yeah, I don't know, though I notice I tend to do this with, um, like, kind of more at work and mm. stuff like that. I'd be like, in this kind of deficiency mindset of, like, oh, I'm not getting enough of X, Y, or Z. Um, rather than taking response, like, I'm not getting enough clients, or I'm not getting enough exposure, or I'm not getting enough referrals, rather than going, okay, well, what am I not, what am I not giving? And that would be... You know, like time to nurturing relationships, um, time to getting out there and promoting myself. Also, it's interesting to, I find it interesting to apply this in like a work context as well mm. and just in different contexts in my life. So not just our relationship, but also with the other significant relationships in my life and you know, my relationship with you know, work and mm. other things like that. Yeah, definitely. I um, Ever since we did this activity originally, I started thinking about it in the context of my relationship with my mom and my dad and, mm. um, yeah, all of the other people in my life and just seeing how I'm showing up in those relationships as well. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so it's pretty cool. Useful tool. Mm. Thanks again, Gab. <laughs> um, may assume partner is ignoring them rather than needing time to process or calm down. I have scored myself on this one. Um which it's definitely something I've been working on. But yeah, um, sometimes I'd assume that silence is like the you mm. projecting or like avoiding me when okay. there's conflict or, um, and I just want to get things done. <laughs> I just want to resolve this. Like, no, actually just, I don't know. Like we haven't really had much conflict in our relationship. Mm. that we haven't dealt with or worked on but yeah like it's just understanding that just have different ways of how we deal with stuff and like sleepy yeah i think this was the um gabrielle mentioned this in my podcast with her actually it was the oh i totally had notes on it So like the pursue a distance a cycle that was it mm. where someone like wants to really proactively um deal with conflict or deal with a challenge that's come up um and that's a pursuer and then there's the distancer who's like oh no i just want to process for a bit mm. um but you're actually like in some context you are correct there i i do have a tendency to avoid conflict um rather than just go at it and that was I haven't scored either of us in here because <laughs> I think my perspective is more, I, I just take time to like process and I probably take a little bit longer time than more people. I'll kind of sit with my thoughts and reflect alone and try to like resolve it in myself mm. and then come forward. Um, but yeah, yeah, like some stuff 
like um, like the stuff with this girl I was seeing down in Sydney, um, and yeah, I was like like resisting being fully open with you about that. So that was something that I was like kind of ignoring, taking like being proactive about mm. addressing that problem, well, addressing that unresolved conversation. Mm. And here's me like asking you all these questions <laughs> um, to get the answers out of you. And that's, that was me trying to fill the gap in my thoughts, I suppose. Yeah. And honestly, I don't think, I, I think that helped because it, it held me accountable to go, okay, well, let's sit down and process this now rather than ignore it and hope that it goes away, which is my, my, <laughs> my conflict resolution style is ignore it and hope it goes away. Um, unless I'm being conscious and proactive about it. So I think, yeah, you kind of, you pursuing does, is helpful in a lot of contexts. Um, it'd be interesting to notice what happened if I were in a more stressed environment. Mm. Um, but here I definitely have the emotional space and capacity to go, okay, cool. Yeah. Let's commit energy to this right now. Mm. Good to find that balance. Yeah. And I think that is the balance, like the pursue a distance series. Go, okay. When is, when is enough time to process? When are we mm. going to actually sit down and commit to having a conversation here? Let's not, let's not push it, but let's commit to having it. Mm. So thank you for holding me accountable. Mm. Thank you. Thank you for leading into it. Mm. Um, may follow partner around the house demanding an answer or to work out a solution. <laughs> Although I did score myself pre on the one previously, I didn't score any of us for this one. You don't remember like chasing me yesterday and as I'm like crying and saying, go away, I need to, I need to think. You're like, no, I want answers, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> she couldn't catch me. I'm a very fast runner. <laughs> You're significantly taller than me too. <laughs> it helps. Helps for, helps for running away from all my problems. <laughs> Um, sets up parent-child dynamic, which may cause resentment, trigger passive aggression, and reduce intimacy and attraction. I didn't score either of us for this one. Um, I don't really feel previous childhood wounds have been triggered so far in this relationship. Um, I don't think this is necessarily oh. a childhood... Well, it probably comes from that, because, like, mm. everything comes from trauma. <laughs> um, I think this more speaks to... Like, I have to take care of you. Okay. Like, I am responsible for you. Right. Okay. Um, and you can't be responsible for yourself. Thanks for clarifying. Um, yeah, still wouldn't score either of us for this one. Yeah. I, I've noticed myself do this in previous relationships. It's kind of like a power trip thing for me. To be mm -hmm. like, oh, I have all the answers and I have to take care of you. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it hasn't, hasn't shown up for me in this relationship. I kind of perceive us as... I think this is the first relationship where there hasn't really been a hierarchy for me. Mm. It's like one of us is better than the other. It's just uh, we, Jamie has skills and I have skills and we, it's more of a meritocracy. It's like, oh, Jamie's better at this than me. I'll ask her if she can help me out. Mm. Rather than like, yeah, I am a better person than Jamie. Mm. Just work together on different things and yeah. Yeah, just yeah, compliment each other. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, love that. It's weird working as a team. Oh, why would we do this <laughs> in a relationship and other projects that we're working on too mm. 
Um, may have had trust broken in the past or being neglected slash rejected and finds it difficult to trust. I've scored both of us for this one. I've scored myself because I do find that I'm closing off in certain situations where I feel like I'm not sure if I trust myself or trust you okay. enough in this situation to I don't know, get the outcome that I want to get. Did you have an example of that that you'd like to share? I'm just trying to think. I did this really early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> in previous relationships, I've been cheated on. Mm-hmm. And the, I guess, the recent scenario that you, not scenario, but the recent event that you shared earlier, like with the girl that you're seeing here in Sydney. Mm. Um, and a few months ago, earlier on in the year with that relationship as well, I guess because of the one earlier in the year when you on your trip to Africa from your, in listeners, if you don't know what I'm talking about, maybe listen to the previous episode, um, that might give you a bit of context. I noticed myself close off a bit more since then and then opening up a bit more and then closing off again in the last few weeks. Okay. Um, but since we've communicated a bit better, that's sort of opening, opening back up again. So that's been interesting to notice and scored you on this one because I still feel like there's barriers that within yourself that you feel like you can't be fully honest with me. Mm. Mm. Have you noticed some time, what's some time for that has come up? Or you've noticed that? Um, yeah, like with the girl that you're seeing. At the, the other girl that you're seeing at the moment. And a few months ago with another woman that you saw as well. And you didn't disclose that information with me. But it's also me setting that boundary. Like, or not boundary, but it's like request of when I would like to know. So what could we do moving forward and feel would be more kind of have a meeting in the middle or have us both opening up more and would facilitate, you know, that, that trust? Um, I feel like even if it's, if there's something that you want to say to me that you feel like I'd like to know, even just starting off with there's something I want to talk to you about. Um, not ready to share it yet, but I know I'd like to discuss it with you. Which which may make me feel a bit more trusted, like it just feels like you are you feel safe enough to open up to me. Okay. Um even if it's not fully yet. Yeah. It gives you the time. But that's from my perspective. I don't know if that's... Okay, and let you know that I'm not, like, sitting on some, like, there's not this thing that may or may not come out. It's going to come out. It's... Mm. just doesn't feel like you're hiding anything from me. Cool. Yeah. Okay. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I can definitely do that. And it... Yeah, it's... So... Well, what happens in my head is, like, oh, is it the right time to share it? Like, I don't know what state Jamie's in. Mm. Like, this would be better to do it in person. Um, so, 
how would it be if I'm like, okay, cool, I've got something I know I want to share with Jamie that I feel she'd appreciate knowing, um, but I would like to do it in person. Um, would it be best to like ring you up? Be like, hey, I've got something I want to share with you, or is there an is it? Would you rather share it immediately, or would you rather me go? Oh, I've got something I want to share with you, um, and I'll do it in person. I'd rather big events be shared in person. Yeah. Um, what would be a big event? Like if you had another girlfriend. Okay. Yeah. Or if you decided that I really want to be in a like a deeper relationship with this person. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What else would be a big event? Yeah, having sex with another person. Mm-hmm. Anything else? No. No. Right. So, wanting a deeper relationship with someone. Um, having someone become my girlfriend or having sex with someone cool. so do all those so that would be like those are in-person sharings but prior to that I'll ring you up and go hey there's something I want to share with you and I'll do it in person well that's me voicing out like when and what I'd like to know yeah but whether that works for you <laughs> <laughs> no I'm happy to do that and that that feels in line with me being more honest and more open with you as well mm. and like trusting you to yeah, just trusting you to handle the truth. Mm. Yeah. That'd be cool. I think I remember at the start of this relationship, really early on, I think like after we had five dates or something, mm. um, I think it was a beautiful, vulnerable moment where you just said, like, I'd like you to help keep me honest. <laughs> so, just a little over a year in and Look at where we are. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jamie. Thank you. So, did you score either of us for this one? Yeah, I scored myself um, for it because, yeah, I really, I get that feeling in myself that I am, I'm holding back for fear of losing, losing you because, um, like, the truth's too painful or too dark, mm. um, which now logically I know is, false because i've noticed every time i share something vulnerable that i'm afraid to share it tends to bring us closer together um because it seems like what a relationship is built on is just trusting the other person to be able to handle trust and truth um and and if it is a truth that leads you to want to end this relationship then it's better that we put that out there in the open anyway rather than keep maintaining a relationship on the lie mm, absolutely crosses the line into abuse if they resort to name calling threats breaking things jealousy yelling emotional or verbal abuse controlling who the partner sees what they do or where or physical violence i didn't score either of us for this one i don't really see these traits in either of us in this relationship mm. yeah i when I was younger, I would tend to do some of those, um, well, like the, like the breaking things I'd really resort to getting my anger out by hitting some objects, mm. um, which I guess I, I kind of use a similar energy to process my anger now but it will be through like martial arts or jujitsu or gym or some sort of physical exertion, which is generative rather than 
trying to put my fist through a wall. Mm. Seems a bit better. Hurts <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah. less walls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, like I see myself like display this trait in probably in relationship with some members of the family, especially a few years ago. Mm. Um, yeah, displaying physical violence and a lot of it was directed to them, but I'd do it to myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's interesting seeing the change in the last few years and yeah, having awareness of it was probably one of the biggest things that started that off. How did you get to being aware of it? Um, I started seeing a counsellor mm. um, and also my relationship at the time helped as well. Like it was just really supportive. All right, I know you've been hurting yourself. Like how can we work through this? Mm. It's made me feel or helped make me feel safe in a way and I can exert that energy elsewhere. Um, blames others or apologizes yet repeats cycle. So this is, uh, it's your fault I broke that, or it's your fault we're having all these arguments, or I'm, I'm sorry for yelling at you, I'm sorry for like slamming the door, I'm sorry for like smashing that plate and calling you a bitch, um, but I'll still do it again tomorrow. So there's, there's no real behavioral or emotional change it's just an empty apology or a blaming of the other person for how like how you're behaving um i didn't score either of us for this one um i don't really feel like we're displaying that trait and when i do apologize a lot um i feel as though i am taking action on it rather than repeating that behavior that yeah. i don't want to do again that's from my point of view. <laughs> no, I didn't have either of some of either. All right, so next up we've got passive. So passive is lose-win. So this is where you will be a passive, a passive conflict resolution style is the person will compromise their needs or desires um, or boundaries um, to give the other person what they perceive they want. So over years, it tends to build up into like burnout because you're just not taking care of yourself. Resentment for the other person because I, I noticed a, f a few people who I've coached who tend to be on the passive end, they kind of do it because they expect the other person to do it back. Uh, it's like, oh, look at all these sacrifices I've made for you and you're not doing anything for me. But very often that won't be voiced. And so it's like, I'm self-sacrificing to get something which in my opinion, in my experience, isn't a very healthy thing to do. You either do something because you want to do it or you have a conversation about that's not going to work for me because X, Y, Z, how can we come to something that we mutually agree on? So yeah, characterization of a passive is they will put themselves in a position where they'll lose and the other person will win. All right, first up, we've got often don't say or know what they really feel, need or want. So I've scored both of us for this one. For me, yeah, no, no, I don't voice out and communicate what I really feel sometimes. Um, and that's 
a fear of losing you or a fear of you not handling whatever I communicate with you mm. well or you just don't want to accept it which it's funny because it hasn't really happened like every time I've communicated with you you've been like okay cool really supportive um, and I've scored you on this one as well um, back to the other point of like I feel like you're holding back you're still holding back a bit mm-hmm. um, may or may not be from fear in which context exactly um, same situation okay. yeah. it's mainly the stuff that what seems to be scaring you as to how I'd react mm. that you're holding back on because if it's stuff that you're excited about mm-hmm. like Pretty easy to communicate that. <laughs> <laughs> cool. um, yeah, this one I didn't score either of us. I know two weeks ago I scored you on this, um, but I feel like in the last week we've spent a lot more time with each other and we've also been a lot more communicative with each other as well. Partic- and I'm particularly noticed, like, recognizing you for this. And I think in the last week we've had like three conversations that you proactively brought up about your needs and desires and uncomfortable emotions you're experiencing, um, which is really cool because that was not a frequent happening um, prior to us doing this up in Byron. Hmm. So I just want to recognize you that, yeah, I've noticed you grow a lot in the last couple of weeks. Hmm. Thanks for noticing and thanks for acknowledging that. Um... Next up, apologize and deny they disagree or do anything else to avoid a confrontation. Didn't score either of us for this one. Yeah, like, you still do that apologize thing. Um, not nowhere near as frequently as you used to, mm. where I'd just be like, this habitual, oh, sorry. You don't have anything to apologize for. Mm. So... I haven't I haven't marked you on this, but it's something that I noticed something like like what's in my mind there is like oh, what's what's going on with that? Is that like hmm. a proactive mitigation of the blame you expect is gonna be coming at you? Or something like that. I guess it's a it's become a habit over the years of growing up and like everything was my fault. Hmm. Um and it's something that I've seriously try to break ever since I moved here to Australia when I first moved here everyone could pick it up because it was just that bad Mm. but yeah (laughs) thank you for noticing and I'd I'd appreciate you pulling me up on it which I noticed that you've been doing a lot more recently yeah thank you welcome uh next up May have been conditioned to be obedient people pleasers in childhood and put other needs before theirs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Me. <laughs> <laughs> I find it natural for me to just be nurturing and just do stuff for people hmm. and just please people. And that yeah, that's I've definitely seen that in my childhood as well and definitely see that show up in most relationships I have yeah, something I'm working on balancing out the other day like woke up at 5am like alright I'm ready to go movement do you want to go like yeah I want to train got to movement I'm going to go to class now like 
and you just stayed asleep. I'm like, all right, <laughs> you stay in the car. I'm gonna go. <laughs> oh, that was so confusing when I woke up. I was like, this isn't movement. Where are we? <laughs> oh yeah, and then I drove to the beach. <laughs> Oh, we're at the beach now. Cool. I'll go for a swim. Yeah. Um, yeah, I ticked both of us for this. Um, and this is, this comes a lot for me in that, like the being honest, like the, the not being completely forthcoming with you really comes from me, like wanting to put your needs before my own. Mm. And like, for example, like last night when you asked me, oh, do you want to come to that? The family thing you had down on the coast and I almost said yes um well I did want to but it wasn't the highest priority for me to do Mm. Uh, and I almost said yes even though I'd already had committed to gym plans with one friend and in my mind I wanted to go see my family um whereas you know like a year ago I would have just said yes and gone being like ah shit I've cancelled all these other plans so, but that is still like a feeling I have is to, like, if somebody asks me to do something, cancel all my plans and do what they want me to do, what I perceive they want me to do. Mm-hmm. Mm. I appreciate you telling me that you already had other plans because I totally understand. <laughs> um, God knows I've done that before as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you. They often believe others' contributions are more valuable or right than their own. Yeah, I've scored myself on this one. And it's come up in previous relationships as well. Um, I guess it's putting putting the other partner on that pedestal. Like, they're too good for me. Mm. Um, so, it kind of brings myself down. But it's, I don't know, more recently, I think, especially after we did the first... The first time we did this, actually, it's, yes, seeing us both balance out in my head and in my heart. It's more just like, it's not that you're better than me. It's just, we're just different and complement mm-hmm. each other and that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think two, three weeks ago, I had both of these ticked for both of us. Um, now I've neither of them ticked. Um, like, I get the feeling there's still like a slight tendency to do that, but it's not really evident in our, I think it's evident in our behavior now, because now we actually have conversations and we're actually like kind of confident owning our strengths. Yeah. Um, like you the other day, like, I was like, Jamie, I'd like your help to have me wake up early in the morning. You're like, I'm good at that. Yep. <laughs> so, I'm the morning person. <laughs> and I did get up at 5.30. And then I went back to sleep until 7.30 in the car. (laughs) It was awesome. Um, Believe their partner is better, smarter, or right? Um, Yeah, this is a good follow-up from the previous one. Um, Yeah, still ticked myself for this one. similar reasons as before something i'm working on but yeah i was listening to i can't remember which podcast it was but i was listening to another podcast um you listen to a podcast that's not mine uh yeah we haven't had a discussion about this too bad Are you podcast cheating on me <laughs> have more than one <laughs> <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> um 
my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they were talking about how each partner feels like they're punching above their weight. Mm. And there's a level where that can be toxic and there's a level where that can be healthy where both of them feel that way and like constantly challenging each other to be better and grow how they both want to grow as individuals and together. Mm. So, yeah, I feel like we're more on the healthy side of that. Yeah, that's my perspective. Yeah, and no, I'd agree with that actually. Um, like a big part of me committing to this relationship with you was I realized how much better I am when I'm around you. Like it's not that I think you're better than me, it's that I think we work really well together and we support each other's values and desires and tend to balance out each other's areas we're not so good at and like help us grow in those areas like you're a lot more empathetic than me um, and a lot more people orientated about connection and that really helps me because that's an area I really struggle with um, and yeah being around you really helps me grow into that and nurture that side of me that I've yeah, previously suppressed hmm. oh thanks for letting me know you're welcome um, I didn't score either of us for that uh, next one does whatever their partner wants um, didn't score either of us for this one um, yeah I remember I ticked you for this a couple of weeks ago um, because I feel like you you hadn't had a really proactive strong conversation with me about um, your feelings around polyamory and what you wanted out of the relationship Mm. you're kind of just going along with what I wanted in the relationship because you were happy enough in it Um, and we have had those conversations since Mm. which has been cool and I get the sense we're moving towards like we're both working in a similar direction now rather than you kind of coming along with me for the ride. Mm. Yeah, I guess like at the start of the relationship, it was something I was a bit unsure of. Um, but then I guess I sort of just shifted my mindset of, well, not attaching myself to any relationship structure. It's more cool. I really like you. I really love you and I enjoy being around you and I enjoy myself when I'm around you. Mm-hmm. Um, I actively want you to be a part of my life. And if I find that in another person, that's cool too. And mm-hmm. we all support each other. Yeah. Build our community. <laughs> <laughs> mm, community of love. Yeah. Love, support and challenge. Mm. Um, may find it difficult to say no I didn't score either of us for this one. I scored both of us for this one. Hmm. I, I, in myself, I definitely notice there's still a resistance to saying no. Like, I'll say it, but it's still, there's still a resistance. Can you provide an example? Um, So, for example, last night Mm -hmm. was the, oh, would you like to come to... um, The Christmas Eve family thing. Yeah. And it's like, I was going to say no, but it was uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to say... And I think that will always be like, there will always be things I'm uncomfortable about saying no to, but actually I think like it'll probably get to a point where it's like, I'm so grounded in what I want. Um, and so I, and so, and have enough faith and respect and understanding of the other person to deal with me going, Oh, thank you for 
asking me to do that. Um, I've actually, I, and I really appreciate it. Um, I've, I've got some other stuff I'm going to do tonight. I'll be mm. thinking of you. Mm. Um, and then like, this could be a projection, but I ticked you for that as well. Mm. Um, cause I'll notice if you're about to say no to something, you'll stop and pause for a few seconds and it seems like there's like some internal dialogue going, mm. um, which my guess is like, it's like, oh, is it going to be okay if I do this, if I say this, mm-hmm. um, which is a complete guess because I can't hear what's going on in your head. Yeah, I suppose it, it is difficult. Like in some scenarios, it is difficult to say no, but do it anyway. Mm. And just have the conversation. Still, yeah. <laughs> cool. Go team. <laughs> <laughs> Um, may burn out due to having very few boundaries. Um, I've ticked myself for this one. Um, it's going back to the, like, losing sleep because, Mm. um, just follow along with your patterns. Mm. And more recently, it's like, nah, I'm going to go to sleep now (laughs) because I want to wake up early. (laughs) Yeah. That's been really good for me, actually, because, like, when you go to sleep, I'm like, oh, there's less... There's less entertainment. There's not a human to entertain myself with. Um, and actually, I really want to go to sleep too. All right, sleep time. <laughs> uh, so on that one, I ticked you as well, but yeah, the same reasons. Mm-hmm. But I am noticing that that's decreasing now as you take more autonomy over your sleep schedule. Mm. And it's cool because I'm starting to conform to that more and more, um, which is awesome because like, ideally, I want to be waking up at 4.35 a.m., do all my work for the day before 9, 10 o'clock in the morning. Mm. and then yeah, just had a day of adventures and interviews and meeting people after that mm. yes <laughs> in sync <laughs> mm. um, may talk softly and rarely share their opinion I've scored neither of us for this one but I do know that I used to um, yeah I used to show that trait a few times mm probably earlier on in the relationship and previous relationships as well the hesitation of sharing what I genuinely think in fear of losing the other person or in fear of being alone because I was too freaking scared to be whoever I was yeah whoever I wanted to be because I didn't want to figure that out Hmm. um without the other person just like yeah like I'll just follow along with you rather than creating the future that I want to create for myself, Hmm. which I've stepped into that more. Um, Well, I've stepped into creating the future that I want to create more in the last 18 months. Hmm. That's, um, yeah, been cool. um, I think in one of your previous podcasts, or one of your previous episodes of your podcast, um, one of the biggest takeaways I got was uh, work on yourself, not the relationship. Yeah. And that for me was just so powerful. Like, Yes, like that's, I wish I had that years ago, but yeah. She had to wait for me to come into your life. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I have ticked you for this one. Um, I noticed when you're about to share, not any opinion, in some, in some areas you're really, you're really proactive and confident in sharing your opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, in others, for example, like in where you want this relationship to go. Um, you'll tend to have a much softer voice. Your volume will drop like mm. noticeably. Um, 
and it's like you're trying to like my experience of it is you're trying to put something like put your opinion out there as softly as possible so it has as low emotional impact as possible mm. on the other person okay thoughts interesting feelings um yeah thanks for pointing that out it's um yeah I guess when I'm doing it, I don't always notice it and catch myself. Um, part of it as well is like not truly knowing what I want and just rediscovering that. Because okay. what I wanted a year ago is so different to what I want now. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Like a year or so ago, I just wanted like normal monogamous relationship and like may or may not get married and have kids and happily ever after because that's what everyone did mm. and now it's more like mm, I just want to enjoy life and whatever relationship structure that would be and like, whoever comes into my life that wants to come along for the ride then cool <laughs> <laughs> come on in <laughs> yeah nice. what are you thinking well, I was just thinking, thanks for sharing that, because that's given me a deeper perspective on what it is when you're speaking softly and pausing more. It's mm. you're rediscovering something for yourself mm. rather than being unsure and trying to limit your emotional impact. Mm. It may be that, but mostly it's been because I'm rediscovering what I want. Sure. Well, I'll, I'll trust your understanding of your internal world more than my guess. Yeah, <laughs> can communicate better. Yeah. I'll, I'll untick that now that I've got clarity on what's going on there hmm. um, next up they confuse assertiveness with aggression so the reason this is in here is assertiveness has a similar energy to aggression as it's like both aggressive and assertive communication styles go directly for the problem um, the difference is the assertive one does it from a place of love and compassion and of how can we make this a win for both of us whereas the aggressive one does it from a way of like i need to win this and i need to like get there first uh, and I, I need to make things happen so they don't happen to me so the passive can confuse these two because they can kind of feel similar because they're both like very very direct Hmm. I guess it sounds like lack of communication would like make this pretty easy for the passive to step onto and assume. Um, I've scored neither of us for this one. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't scored either of us as well. And yeah, I, I think for me, I guess it would come down from a lack of yeah, a, a lack of communication, also like a lack of trust that what the other person is doing is out of a place of love mm -hmm. um, and wanting to have a win-win but obviously it can be a case where you know they are being aggressive and but like misconstruing assertiveness as aggression mm -hmm. when it comes from like misreading the intentions of your partner self-worth is reliant on outside praise and approval instead of inner self-love they may burn out trying to get approval from others by becoming perfectionists and refusing to practice self-care. I, yeah, 
didn't take either of us for this one. Um, I've definitely seen myself display this in previous relationships and yeah, I, was, I guess ever since I've started getting coached that's definitely been helpful in terms of, yeah, just working on myself first and discovering and rediscovering what I want. Mm. Mm. I took myself for this one. Like I know that that reservation behind being completely honest is absolutely linked to still getting outside praise of like being a good person and like doing all the right things. Um, and yeah, then there's like this hesitancy of, I don't want to break this beautiful facade. I've made myself like this perfect person, um, and shatter that with like raw and raw and brutal honesty on myself. Um, and yeah, that does become like that. I will burn out from that because it's a lot of energy to maintain like a half truth. Mm. And then just like me being perfectionistic towards my image in life. Um, and when I'm putting energy into that, like I can't be putting energy into self care because that act in itself is self destructive rather than self caring. Mm. Yes, definitely tick myself for that. Uh, next up, they fear rejection, but often end up feeling resentful at being used because this style of communication unknowingly teaches others that they don't mind anything. Um, didn't take either of us for this one. Um, this definitely shows up for me. Not as much now, but previously, again in previous relationships and like other areas of my life, like with work, mm. it's like one of my colleagues said to me the other day, like, we need to stop people to just keep saying, Jamie, do this, Jamie, do that, because everyone just dumps everything on you and you just take things on. Like, you need to set clearer boundaries. I'm like, yes. And since it started coming up more in our relationship and me setting boundaries here it's coming coming across more there as well so that's been mm. really cool to see and just me being a bit more assertive on what my boundaries are for work and I guess clearer expectations for both parties yeah good work I know that's a, a really big thing for you mm, yeah definitely is that it was definitely causing a lot of burnout mm. and just me taking stuff on when I really have to mm. like that's why we've got a team <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank you um this yeah for me it didn't really come up in this relationship but it definitely comes up at uh, more in my working context um where I'll yeah, I think I was similar to you where I just, if there are any job that needed to be done, I'd take it on board. Mm. Um, and I wouldn't really make it heard that I was doing that stuff. So it got easily taken for granted. Um, and then I wasn't making it clear why I was there and what I wanted to do. And so that also suddenly was like, oh, well, like I don't really have an opinion or a drive or a passion. Because um, I wasn't making that heard. I wasn't making that felt. I wasn't driving towards it. So I was kind of like this passive entity um, that would just take stuff on and not really, mm. not really exert any desires in any particular direction. Um, but I'm not noticing that in this relationship and I'm noticing that a lot less out in the world as well. Cool. 
in an attempt to be assertive may swing to being aggressive or passive aggressive after years of pain. Um, I'll substitute out years of pain there after a period of pain because it, it won't necessarily need to take years. Mm. Um, you know, didn't score us for this one. Yeah, I haven't noticed that come up in our relationship. Now, passive-aggressive. So this is lose-lose. And what's typical in a passive-aggressive communication style is non-communication and avoidance, like active avoidance of communication um, or shutting down conversations when they happen. And what this tends to do is, well, obviously you won't get what you want because you're not communicating it. And the other person won't get what they want either because you're shutting them down. So, yeah, characterize as lose-lose because nobody wins here. It's just a very uncomfortable time because like, in aggressive, there's one-way communication. In passive, there's one-way communication. In passive-aggressive, there is no communication. Um, so first up, we've got agrees to things even when they don't. Um, and that has them believing they're keeping the peace slash avoiding conflict. Didn't put either of us for this one. Yeah, I, I've noticed myself do this in other areas, mm. um, but not so much in our relationship at all. Um, imagines they are not safe to say no, yet may at times confuse assertiveness with aggression. I didn't put either of us for this one, but kind of goes back to the previous point. Mm. Like you holding back on saying no and having that uncomfortable feeling. Um, but whether that comes from not feeling safe, I'm not sure, but sounds like it does not, but that's my assumption of it. Oh, it, I had ticked myself for this because yes, that is exactly the case. Okay. Um, yeah, I feel like if I say no, I'm going to get a lot of blame put on me and I'm going to be like a bad person for being selfish. Mm. So yeah, that's why I've ticked myself there. Okay. Um, mm. <coughs> Where, like, why, why do you feel like you're getting blamed? Um, I'm not at them. I'm not when I do with you. Okay. Um, it's an imagining that if I say no, I'm going to get blamed. Okay. So it doesn't, it doesn't happen when I say no. Um, it's just an imagining before I do. And that's mm -hmm. where that resistance to saying it comes from because it's fear of what's going to happen if I say this. Okay. Cool. Is that clear enough? Yeah. Cool. Um, next up, may say yes then act out indirect no's by delaying, ignoring, forgetting, denying, not hearing, giving endless excuses or half-hearted attempts, triggering aggression in partner. I don't really see this come up in our relationship. Um, I tick myself for this one, hmm. um, not triggering aggression in partner, um, but I've kind of put this in the same pile as over committing myself, um, where I'll say, yes, I'll do some stuff. For example, organizing the venue for the big action, um, dinner, mm -hmm. um, where I said yes to doing that and I wanted to do it. Um, but I kind of, I think I said yes in. Actually, no, I think I said yes in more of a passive way of like, yeah, I'll do that. And I'm like, I have no fucking idea how I'm going to fit that into my schedule. Um, and that's why like, I didn't prioritize doing it as much as I could have to drive an outcome. Okay. And how can we support each other better on that? I think that would be going, okay, 
for me, I think that's more project management. Okay, okay yes, I will do this. Let me just check when I will allot the time to do this mm -hmm. so I can be clear with you when it's going to get done um, rather than ambigu an ambiguous, yeah, I'll do it with no time frame whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Thank you. So, so actually, on retrospect, I feel like that is different because I'm saying, saying yes to something that I want to do. Um, my p time management skill is just, well, my, my priority management skills aren't up to par. That's why that's falling down, not because I'm saying yes to something I don't want to do. Mm. Which fits better because, yeah, I, like the passive aggressive one is like, oh, yeah, I'll take out the garbage in, the mind, in your mind. It's like, like fucking hell, I will. Mm -hmm. um, gives ambiguous answers, sighs, eye rolls, or tries to change the topic to avoid criticism. Yeah, I don't really see this come up in our relationship, and I don't really see this come up in my other relationships. Yeah, I've seen this come up a lot for me, um, and it was something that like my partner in Africa really pulled me up on was how I am vague, um, and. Like I, I will give an ambiguous true answer rather than a specific true answer. So, for example, and that habituated it. Like I sometimes she pulled me up on things that I didn't even notice. So, for example, um, she asked me, "Oh, have you spoken to Jamie today?" And in my head, I was like, "Oh, like I sent her a couple of messages, but that doesn't like to me. That doesn't really." has spoken to and then I tried to ring her but she didn't pick up so I was like oh no I haven't spoken to Jamie today um, whereas like the absolute truth was oh I've sent her a few messages and I tried to call her but she didn't pick up uh, so that's what I identify as an ambiguous answer there mm. well, it wasn't the absolute truth yeah mm. uh, tells part of what they think they want to hear to avoid hurting partners feelings I didn't score either of us for this one, but I feel like I feel like I used to do that. Mm. Um, in this relationship. Before in this relationship. Okay. Yeah. How um, did that show up for you? Um, like what you said in the beginning with polyamory, like mm. at the start, I'm like, cool, just going along for a ride because I just really liked you. Mm. Before I just shifted that mindset. Mm. Um. Yeah, I don't really feel like you, I don't really feel like this comes up with you anyway in this relationship. Well, I don't see it. Cool. Um, Did, what, what was your score for this one? I haven't ticked it in this relationship. Mm -hmm. I, there is that, like the not telling um, of like, yeah, avoiding saying uncomfortable things. Um, but there's not the overt lying of like just telling you what what I think you want to hear. Yeah. Um, whereas that definitely showed up for me in past relationships, where I'd like lie and be like, "Oh yeah, I really love you and everything's going really well," and you know, I'm like, "Everything is fucked. So we have so many issues, <laughs> and I just don't want to face them right now. And I don't know if you can take me bringing these issues up. So I'm just going to keep on pretending that everything's fine." Mm. Sweeping it under the rug. Mm. <laughs> Best policy. <laughs> Um, complains behind back, not to face. 
I don't see I don't see this coming up in this relationship. I guess you wouldn't really know if I was talking behind your back, but yeah, yeah right. I know. <laughs> oh, it gets back to me, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I haven't had I haven't had this experience of you. Um, I some yeah, I definitely used to do this when I was younger. Um, cause yeah, I was just afraid of being proactive in conflict resolution. Mm. I'd rather, yeah, bitch to my friends about how like shit my partner was than go have a conversation with a partner of like, Hey, there's, there's a few things in this relationship that I'm finding uncomfortable. Um, and like for me, what that came from was I wasn't fucking committed to making the relationship work. I was happy to ditch it rather than have an uncomfortable conversation to bring us closer together. Yeah, I'd say I was just like very conflict avoidant and very happy to write off a relationship rather than have a difficult conversation. Mm. Cool to see how far you've come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, withdraws emotionally, withholds affection, attention, or appreciation if they believe the partner is selfish, bossy, etc. Um, which is actually a control mechanism, even if it's. A, it's a covert control mechanism rather than an overt one where the aggressive might be overt and like you can't fucking see this person the passive aggressive would just be like oh, okay you've done something i don't like so i'm not going to talk to you for a week but i won't say that you'll just notice i'm not there anymore um no i don't really see that come up yeah i i've noticed this in my partners in the past and in myself as well like i know I was in a two-year relationship and I just was, I was probably home like once a week. Like I could have been home more, but I was just home like once a week because I was, um, yeah, I just didn't feel like we were on the same page. And I was like, well, I'm just going to avoid. <laughs> um, and yeah, like if they did something I didn't like or they wanted something in the relationship that I didn't want, but like, okay, well, I'm just going to, withhold telling you I love you or being emotionally supportive for you I'm going to be cold and cutting and sarcastic um, to punish you for wanting something that I don't want you to want rather than having a like, conversation about that because mm. it's like oh they're trying to control me and what I should do in my life no they're just expressing what they want um, may have been bullied in the past needs calm can you explain this one a bit further so this is where there's a bit of an anxiety in the other person and a bit of trepidation being held because um, from the bullying there's a fear around safety and so it's about calming down their internal environment and that kind of self-nurturing feeling like it's going to be okay i am okay i am loved i'm held i'm safe in myself and allowing that like nervous energy to settle Um, yeah, no, I don't really see that come up in this relationship. I don't really see that come up in other, uh, no, actually I do see that come up in like my relationship with some part, like some members of the family mm. where it's like remembering how I've been bullied and just like, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. And just ignoring that and just going along with it rather than proactively having that conversation although that's been a lot better in the last few months since I've been like yeah 
a bit more proactive in having that uncomfortable situation mm. and conversation with that family member. Um, which, yes, it's uncomfortable, but having that conversation has definitely been helpful. Of like, this is how I'm feeling. Yeah. Um, like, this is what happened. This is how I'm feeling. Um, and this is why I'm doing this. And yeah, I guess it's up to the other person to like accept that or not accept that. I'm still gonna do what I do. Yeah. Um, I tick myself for this one and I know like last time we did this I know I mentioned to you this other like this this no longer constant but present like noticeably present feeling of like I'm just waiting for the next thing to go wrong in the relationship mm. I'm waiting to fuck up um, which yeah for me comes from this stem like stems from this feeling of like I'm wrong or I'm going to do something wrong or I'm a bad person um, which objectively I know like there's no good and bad, um, but I'm just like waiting for me to do something that compromises on my values and fucks the whole relationship irreparably. Mm. So like that self-nurturing of allowing myself to calm down and have a conversation without imagining the worst case scenario and like living in the anxiety of what the terrible things that could happen would be and just like being there and being present and opening up is something which I am working on still take for myself because I still notice it. Mm. Um, thank you. Thank you for listening. Mm. Uh, cross the line into abuse. If they give the silent treatment, stonewall, any win-win negotiations. Yeah. I don't really see this come up in our relationship. Yeah. I don't notice it either. Yeah, this is where, like, if one partner, like, might actually want to resolve a problem, the other partner is just, like, not, not ready to forgive you yet, not ready to talk about this, and, like, shuts down the conversation, shuts down talking at all, avoids any sort of conversation that could lead to a win-win, because it's like, nah, I want to hold you in suffering, and in doing so, actually holds me in suffering as well. Um, so, real epitome of lose-lose here. Uh, next up, I often makes jokes which put partner down. I don't really see this come up in our relationship. We do make a lot of jokes, but I think most of that, I feel like all of that comes out of love and sarcasm <laughs> rather than actively trying to put each, each other down. Yeah. yeah, I've noticed, like, I noticed a tendency in me to like do really cutting jokes which don't necessarily come from a place of love. Um, I, I did a few to you like before we last did this. I know I marked myself on this last time, but it's been I made a concerted effort to not do these. Um, but I noticed there is that impulse in me to like say something that's mean or do something that's like just just mean, just like a little power play to beat myself up and cut another person down. Can you give an example? It could be something even as simple as like somebody messed something up and I was just like, <laughs> great job. It's not a very, it's just not a very nice mm. thing to yeah. do. It's not very supportive and they're probably in a vulnerable position because they've just you know, failed to do something. And instead of supporting, like giving a hand to you know, hold theirs or help them up or whatever, offer what they need, um, I'm just cutting them, like kicking them when they're down. Mm-hmm. 
uh, expects partner to be a mind reader and guess hints or you know, ineffectively communicated like like just dropping hints or like expecting you to know what I want um, I see this come up for myself in this relationship um, not as much now but I guess before it's like I'm pretty agnostic with the different love languages hmm. and like I still love giving presents and I know it's on the, now I know it's on the bottom of your list <laughs> and I'm like it's my birthday where's my present but that's just like me not necessarily um expecting it but more just like was the intention even there sort of thing um, in what sense was the intention even there of like it's just the internal dialogue of me like what did he even think of me on my birthday and okay. stuff like that um rather than just communicating that and saying like I'd like to do something like on my birthday or for Christmas or whatever hmm. yeah and just communicating those wants rather than just like you should just know <laughs> but that's yeah it's not the case but I should just know <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I didn't take either of us for this I I feel we're fairly like now we're fairly good at communicating to the other each other what the mm -hmm. other person wants. Like yeah, I noticed a bigger it was a bigger challenge for you in the beginning um, to express your desires, um, which you know, kind of puts can potentially put a lot like I can potentially take a lot more responsibility on myself to try to guess and figure it out myself. But that's just not very efficient. That's a long that's a long long path to you getting what you actually. <laughs> want or desire in a relationship as opposed mm -hmm. to just going, oh, this is what I desire in a relationship. Mm. How can we, how can we work together to facilitate us getting this? Yeah. It just seems a lot more efficient. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, plays the victim or has affairs slash leads a double life. I've seen this come up for you in the past. Um, yeah, more so in the, yeah leading a double life like you going mm. to Africa and having that relationship and mm. not like I knew you were there with like with your friend that was a female at the time I just didn't know that you were in a relationship I just assumed mm. never really asked the question because in my head it's more it's like you'll just communicate that when you're ready to communicate it and whatever outcome that is I totally understand I know it doesn't affect how much like how you feel about me that's what I was saying to myself um but yeah it just well after the fact just feels like well it felt like yeah we were just living a double life and just being torn as to who you were going to choose hmm. yeah I 100% agree with you um I noticed myself doing that significantly less now where I'm actually proactive in telling you what's going on. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think in that situation, well, in that situation, I, I assumed that you assumed what I was going on. Like, well, perfect. We don't need to have that conversation. Excellent. Um, so yeah, definitely that leading double life is something I would do. Cause yeah, it'd be like, there's the image I want you to see. And then there's what's actually going on mm. and yeah, having, 
getting rid of the first one of like manipulating your perspective of me because um, I think that's when you when I'm truly vulnerable is when I'm sharing myself with no way I, I'm trying to make you see me I'm just sharing what's going on mm. and that's where I can yeah, kill the double life and just be mm. um, obstructs their partner getting their needs or desires met yeah, don't really see this come up in our relationships. Oh, our relationship, sorry. Um, I don't really see this come up for myself in other relationships. No. Yeah, I I don't notice in our relationship. I don't notice. Uh, uh, no, I don't really notice it, me doing it in other relationships, past or present um this is kind of this is where you notice your partner like maybe wants social interaction or maybe wants love maybe wants more physical affection you just uh like flat out avoid doing it or commit to doing it and then just don't um or like oh i know you want to go out with your friends but like i need you to clean the house and if you don't that means you don't like that means you don't love me like you're gonna go see your friends when you when i want you to do xyz um that's to, yeah obstructing your partner doing their self-care hmm. last one blames others for own behavior for example lateness um yeah i've seen this come up for myself just every now and then um in this relationship like when we're late to something, you're like, oh, God, it's because Jordan took so long to <laughs> shower or, like, took so long to wake up rather than just like, oh, that's all right, cool, we're late, that's fine. And it's not really communicating that oh, I want to leave at this time and making that clearer mm. and setting that expectation. <laughs> I know. That's, like, one small example for me anyway. I'm just laughing because I know the situation you're talking about. I'm like, yeah, I absolutely took way too fucking long in the shower then. <laughs> like, <laughs> which like, one? <laughs> all right, well, there's more than one. <laughs> oh, I remember that one from the other day, you know? <laughs> um, I was like, <laughs> I think you're like, okay, we need to leave in five minutes. I'm like, all right, so five minutes means like in the next 15. <laughs> Perfect, I've definitely got time to shower and figure out what outfit I'm wearing. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> I said five minutes. <laughs> yep, and that's that's probably well. That's definitely a lot more to do with my integrity towards time and congruency with time. Um, yes, that was also me being passive aggressive. Like, all right, I'm just gonna wait in the car now. So <laughs> when are you coming? <laughs> it was so funny because I was like, oh, okay, she's just waiting in the car. I'll just get ready. Like, oh, that means we need to go. <laughs> Ah, oh. <laughs> well, why didn't you just say so? <laughs> I'm glad we're having this conversation. <laughs> yeah, if you just go like, we need to go like, fucking now, Jordan. I'm like, all right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Brush my teeth in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> uh. <laughs> just carry my still sleeping body into the car. <laughs> um, 
Next up, we've got assertive. So this is where you, this is the only healthy one. Uh, so something to work towards. Obviously, you may slip in and out of it from time to time. Um, but it's definitely one which is more desirable in a relationship because you and your partner both win. And well, for me, at least, it's nice when you and your loved one are both getting what you want and you know, growing your life in the way you like it. Hmm. Anything else you'd like to add on that one? No, you've pretty much, yeah, you've explained it really well. Sure. Um, first up, we've got values their partner's feelings and needs and desires equally to their own. Um, I've scored both of us for this one. Um, yeah, I see it as considering each other's needs and if it doesn't align, then just say so. Hmm. Um, I feel like we do that quite well. More so recently now than the start of the relationship. Yeah, I, I haven't ticked either of us because I feel... I value my needs and desires and well-being more than I value yours. Um, like, and I think I'm going to change this one, to be honest. Because um, my argument would be it's healthy to value your own needs and desires and well-being more than your partner's. Mm -hmm. um, rather than equal to. Like, be oh, cons yeah. yeah, I think my argument would be be considerate of. Mm -hmm. um, but at the end of the day you're more responsible for your, like I'm more responsible for my well-being than anyone else. Mm -hmm. And I'll trust my partner to take resp more responsibility for their well-being than anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point, actually. Well, I guess like how I see it is like, I guess a small example of that would be like with food, like you and your friend were working out. I'm like, I'm done now. I'm going to do some work. So like, it's not like I stopped you from doing it mm. and I still continue to do what I want to do. Like, right, I'm going to heat up some food. I'm going to make some food. Like, just might as well just make some for you and just, yeah, I guess I like your point of considering it rather than treating it equally. Because, mm. yeah, like when I cook food, I do consider like, all right, these are the things I don't agree with Jordan's gut. Need to, con like, I'd like to consider it more rather than just eating like or making whatever the hell I'm making, it's like if it doesn't agree with you, then too bad. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm gonna put capsicum in everything. <laughs> well, capsicum doesn't agree with me either. Yeah, so. I know the capsicum doesn't agree with either of us. How <laughs> <Kind of> lucky! <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So I didn't tick that, but I'm <laughs> actually gonna change it because what was it? What was it under aggressive? Believes their way is often the right way. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. But no, I do agree that like people need to start with themselves first and yeah, like make sure that their values are at the forefront of how they live their lives Yeah. rather than compromising that to fit other people. Yeah. And that's what I think would happen if my partner's values were equal to my own is there's a compromise. Whereas, okay, well I'm going to act a life in line with my values. I'm not going to compromise on my values. I'm not going to value your values equally to the way I value mine. I'll acknowledge yours and respect yours, but I'm not going to have them impact the way I way I do my life. Mm. I'll be considerate of you, but not compromise to you. Yeah, I guess this is it. Like your perception, or your perception of this part of this exercise, maybe. Yeah. Gabrielle might be able to give you more insight. Yeah, 
I think I'll just change the language so it's something that I understand yeah. and agree with because it's about me aligning with my values. <laughs> You're always right. <laughs> Not always, just often. <laughs> um, makes time and effort to negotiate win-win solutions with open, honest dialogue. Yeah, I feel as though we do this quite well. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I feel we do this quite frequently. Like, even during this podcast, we've already done that. Yeah. So, go yeah. us. So, what do you think are good, like, points or action items for people to do to be more pro- more proactive in this, anyway? Um, what I do is I'll, tend, I'll write down, like, I've been a bit slack on it lately, um, but each evening I'll write down things that I feel, like, I feel another person would appreciate me sharing with them. Um, and then I'll like make a time to do it. So yeah, for example, with you, with, um, my partner in Sydney, that was something on my list. I'm like, okay, Jamie would appreciate me sharing this with her. Um, I'll put that down on my list to go and share. Um, just so I've got like the kind of like external reminder. Cause I find like things that are uncomfortable for me to do. I'll tend to push them out of my mind. Um, but yeah, we are. Okay, cool. I'm putting this down to have a conversation with Jamie. I'm going to look at my calendar mm. um, and figure out the next time we're going to be in person to talk. Now, based on the feedback of earlier in this conversation, it's like, okay, well, I'll put that down and then I'll either give you a ring or shoot you a message. Which would you prefer? Me giving you a ring and being like, hey, I'd like to have a conversation with you about something in the near future or shoot you a message? Um, I'd probably prefer a phone call. Yeah. Mostly because if it's just the text of like, Hey, we need to talk. Like, oh shit. <laughs> what is this? What's going to happen? What <laughs> if it's a phone call? Like I get more insight on the tone of your voice and kill. Cool. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I'll just, I'll write it down, give you a call and then like, figure out, okay, when well, the next time we're going to be seeing each other. So we can have this conversation. Hmm. Thank you for sharing that. What do you do here? Um, that I don't really well sometimes I do I do a similar thing make an active list in my Asana board and if it's <laughs> stuff that I want to discuss with you that I feel comfortable enough sharing like just through that mm. I'll just put it in our shared Asana board <laughs> um, and just remember to discuss it with you um or if there's like things that I notice you do that I don't necessarily feel comfortable with, I'll, which hasn't really come up a lot, but just an, as yep. an example, um, yeah, I'll just make a mental note. I'm like, all right, I'm seeing him tonight, so I'd like to discuss that and mm-hmm. just remember that. Yeah, but yeah, definitely making a list is. Um, has been helpful because I know that's come up for me a lot at the start of the relationship Mm. and I would procrastinate over it like yep I've got this list I'm not gonna make time for it (laughs) (laughs) but now it's just yeah getting easier Mm. more and more we practice and just yeah so we've been practicing open open communication so that's nice (laughs) excellent um Meets their partner's 
desires with ease and joy without sacrificing their own needs or desires or self-care. Yeah, I definitely see both of us do this Mm. um, in this relationship. Yes, it's very similar to the first one. Mm. Um, Yeah, like I'll do what I want to do first. If you don't want to do that, that's Mm. cool. And if you want to do it together, that's cool too. Yeah, I know, like, for me this is, okay, well, I'll help you fulfill the desires that I feel capable of helping you fulfill. And if not, I'll be like, you should probably outsource that one. Mm. Yeah, like understanding our strengths and... Yeah, it's like, yeah. I, I know you desire to be really good at pole dancing. I'm not going to have a part in that. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then if it's, you know, putting together, like, a, the big action dinner... Like, yeah I'll help you with that because that's mm. awesome that's something that really lights me up and I really like that so aligned with what I want to do mm. yeah and finding that common ground and do you think it would be helpful for like couples and people in relationships to like list out their desires and needs and how they like act out their own self care and compare that with each other yeah so interesting I was like building a little um, scaffold on how to do that so it's got like um independent desires independent needs and then shared needs shared desires um and so it's like okay so these are the desires you want to satisfy by yourself mm. these are the ones you want to satisfy with a partner or with somebody else it's like okay cool where's the crossover there mm. um just yeah so there is like okay cool these are the ones that we're going to help each other with how do we feel about that um and obviously it'll be a constantly evolving thing um but yeah, like, good question, and I was like, like, my brain was already ticking on, <laughs> I think that'd be useful, so awesome. I've built, like, a little scaffold. Nice. Um, Next activity we can do. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> you can help me make it pretty. Yep, definitely a strength of mine, I can do that. <laughs> definitely not a strength of mine, it will, it will look like an Excel spreadsheet, because it is. <laughs> um, makes requests instead of demands. Um, I have only ticked you for this one. Um, I know you've been a lot more proactive with it and yeah, sometimes like I didn't tick myself for this one because sometimes I feel like I'm still just doing and pushing stuff your way rather than like, oh, can I offer up some advice or can I, Hmm. yeah, I Rather than like, oh, can I suggest something? I suggest making this change. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I haven't noticed that at all, to be honest. I Mm. take both of us for it. Like, yeah, I feel like my sense is you're always making requests. Maybe that's just my perception of like uh, how I'm more okay saying no now. It's like everything's a request. I'm able to say no to everything. Mm. It may be uncomfortable, but like, even if someone's like, Jordan, do this, I'm like, that's a request. (laughs) Because I'm going to say no if I don't want to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, both partners feel accepted and loved just the way they are yeah yeah Mm. Um, yeah, definitely see that in this relationship yeah feeling very lucky Mm. (laughs) so am I thank you oh vomit (laughs) (laughs) god we're gonna go through so many carpets (laughs) Um, respect each other's differences and their own. 
Mm, I um, scored both of us for this one. Like, going back to the point earlier, like, knowing each other's strengths and how we can complement each other. Um, like, one tool I really love is the Gallup Strengths Finder. Mm. Like, going through that test on my own, like, way before this relationship started, and just understanding my strengths and how, that, how that's been evolving as well. And noticing different strengths come up for you. So, like, strengths, like, if you take that to the extreme, they can definitely be weaknesses yeah. as well. And how we can just, yeah, put together the puzzle of how we can complement each other in different projects or different parts of the relationship. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah same. Like, and the more I open myself up to a relationship with you and, like, building a future with you, I like, well, creating the potential of the future with you, because um, we could both, like, die. Um, or decide we are no longer good fits for being in a relationship and move on. Um, but yes, help me see your strengths and see how we can complement, see how we can create something, work towards something really, really cool. Mm. Um, which is, yeah, a lot of fun because now you're like, yeah, that proper teammate mentality. Mm. Mm. Like, yeah, we're working together. <laughs> uh, enjoy doing hobbies, goals, and projects together and doing them separately as well. Oh, uh, yeah, I definitely see this come up. Like, I think the activity that you mentioned that you're putting together earlier would be useful for this. Mm. Um, like, we really enjoy doing acro together and like going to the gym together and like the occasional sparring. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I have all these other hobbies that I love doing outside of our relationship, like stretching, which I just hate. <laughs> and it's just the worst thing ever. But I'm leading by example. No. <laughs> Dan, the osteo, if you're listening to this, I. No, I do love you, but I hate you as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like silks and um, like roller skating and all that stuff. And like now we're slowly getting into like kite surfing and yeah, sort of and doing like conscious business events. Yeah, definitely. And soon to have some conscious couples events too. Yes. So stay tuned for that. Mm. I'm really excited to share that with all of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to stretch my hamstring so we can do some couples acro. <laughs> um, maintains boundaries which are healthy for themselves and others. Sorry. Reeling back. Yep. You haven't shared. Oh, yeah. I took both of us for that. Like, we've, like I've got the gym. I've got jujitsu. I've got all this. Like, I've got a very rich life outside of you. Mm. And then we also I don't know, make plants and stuff together. Um, we talk about painting, well, we're going to paint a mural together, mm. um, start that big action tribe. We've got all these cool things we're creating together as well. Um, which is nice because that's the first time I've ever done that with a partner is have like a shared goal that we're both working together. Um, and it's something tangible. It's not just, oh yeah, we're in a relationship. It's like, oh, we're building something. Mm. And that's fun. Cause I love creating shit. Mm. Yeah. So do I. So that works. <laughs> Uh, maintains boundaries which are healthy for themselves and others. Yeah, I've ticked both of us for this one. Um, I can see how I wouldn't have ticked myself for this one previously. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like being more, pro more proactive and knowing what my boundaries are and communicating that well has definitely been helpful. 
Um, I didn't tick either, so I would have given us a half mark, but we've got this tick, untick system where it's either yes or no. Um, so I didn't tick myself because um, I, I still notice I'm staying out a lot later than I'd like to, or staying up a lot later than I'd like to. Um, and yeah, there's more busyness in my life than I would like. And for me, that comes down to setting effective boundaries and setting effective like plans for when I'm going to do like work and play, etc. Um, and kind of like maintaining boundaries with myself as well. Um, I feel I'm quite poor at that. And then this comes up for me with you, like um, the being late was a good example um, of going, okay, well, like Jordan, I said we're leaving in five minutes. Mm. It's been five minutes. I'm leaving. Um, in my mind that would be fair enough like you said five minutes you don't want to be late um, it's my responsibility whether I'm there or not and I think that's an area like that's an area where you can grow is being more firm on mm. this is what I said and you agreed to it um, and I think that can get interesting because of the interpretation of language because when you said five minutes I'm like my head my heart like my mum would say, when I'm growing up, mum would be like, oh yeah, like we were going to leave in five minutes. That means fucking anywhere from, you know, 15 minutes to half an hour. Mm -hmm. So it was like this unclear language around time growing up. And I'm like always late. Because mm. yeah, for me, like three o'clock is like between 2.30 and 3.30. <laughs> As my friends and my business partner would know. <laughs> <laughs> Something I'm working on now because I've realized how challenge it can be for people and then yeah there's too much guesswork whereas if it's just if i just take five minutes to mean five minutes literally that's a lot easier for everyone involved mm. yeah definitely cool. uh, gives compassionate nose and accepts nose yeah i've scored both of us for this one um, i feel i think more so lately as well both being more accepting of no's from each other. Mm. Like, cool, alright, do your own thing. <laughs> Doesn't affect me. <laughs> Jog on. Yeah. <laughs> See you next Tuesday. <laughs> um, support, oh yeah, I've ticked us both for that as well. Uh, support and challenge each other with compassion and honesty instead of punishments and rewards. Yeah, I definitely see this in our relationship and definitely supporting and challenging each other in areas within our relationship and within the projects that we want to work on and external to this relationship as well like talking through like situations with other partners with each other and mm. yeah so that's been interesting and cool because I've never done that with other partners before mm. that's cool um, yeah, I definitely noticed this within our relationship. Um, and I really think I could cross apply this a lot more with my work, um, in being, yeah, yeah, more of that honesty rather than like subliminal rewards and punishments of like, okay, cool. What can I do? That's going to trigger this person's dopamine. Okay. What can I do? That's going to trigger this person's like cortisol and other stress responses. Cause they've done something bad. So I want them to feel bad. Um, <laughs> so kind of less subliminal Pavlovian conditioning <laughs> and more openness and honesty. 
More stuff that brings people together. Yeah, right. <laughs> Less power plays. Uh, disagreements are discussions aimed to connect and understand rather than power struggles aimed to win or be right at any cost. Yeah, I've ticked both of us for this one. Um, yeah, I feel like we've grown to be fairly good with having discussions with the disagreements that we have with each other, though I haven't really seen a lot of disagreements so yeah. far. And I think that's like the powerful way we've we've languaged it with each other. It's like mm. it's a conversation yeah. about something that's come up for us rather than, oh, this is something we disagree on. Mm. Um, not, yeah, and I noticed like my emotional triggering with you if something gets brought up that is emotional for me it's like it's like a two out of ten and like normally if i'm emotionally triggered i will go into a win-lose mentality where i have to crush the other person like utterly and it's nice to know that's not really i've either got a handle on that with you or it just hasn't come up yet and so we are able to have like these really raw open um discussions with plenty of time for me to pause and reflect on what i'm going to say next um, so I'm not being reactive in it. Mm. So I'll tick just both for that. And so do you think other people, what, what would you find helpful for other people to navigate through this? Like, No, for me, what really helped was notice, acknowledging that I'm about to go into a conversation, which may be emotionally challenging for me. Um, and accepting that because it's okay for like really strong emotions to come up because that just means I really care about what's going on. Um, and not, and go, okay, cool. It's, it's all right that high emotions are going to come up and it's possible that as they come up, I'm going to say something or do something which isn't aligned with my values. It is possible that's going to happen, but I'm going to make a concerted effort to instead of reacting stay silent and allow that emotional surge to rise and fall. And then once it's fallen to a point where I can, like my, my limbic brain, my like stress brain, fight, flight, freeze brain isn't responding. It's me being able to empathize with the other person. Cause that's the real, um, kind of test to see if you're in your limbic or not is your ability to empathize and see the other person's point of view. Like the more stressed you are, the less perspectives you can hold. Mm. So for me, it's like, okay, I really fucking want to beat them right now. I'm really getting defensive. Um, that tells me I like, and it's like, okay, cool. That's a strip. That's that sort of thinking is attached to my stress response. Let's just breathe through this and go, okay, cool. I'm just experiencing some strong emotions right now. Um, give me a sec. Having the partner respect that and not make any meaning of it other than there's strong emotions coming up. So this must be meaningful for the other person. And then go, okay, cool. So can you tell me a little bit more about why you feel that way? And so I can just explore your perspective of me. So it's not, so I'm not having to feel defensive and guess why you'd say something. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of what helped me was allowing me to pause and recognizing that if I'm not actively trying to understand what's going on for the other person and empathize with them, then I'm going to win lose because mm -hmm. to create a win-win I have to understand what you want and why you think the way you think mm -hmm. and I also have to understand the way I think and what I want Yeah, from a collaboration and growth space rather than a 
take space. Thank you. Do you have anything there that you do? Um, it's very, yeah, very similar to what you mentioned. It's more like if I know that it's going to be a difficult conversation, just meditate on that and just, all right, how, what's the best way for me to deliver this without bringing myself down and then bringing the other person down mm. and just being clear like look this is going to be a pretty difficult conversation for me like like can I ask you to be supportive mm. as we go through this conversation and like just feel whatever is coming up like if, if I if I feel the need to cry I'll just cry mm. and like not necessarily expecting the other person to comfort me it's just like just let me feel how I feel and for the other person to be accepting of that as well yeah I think it's like as you say just like be supportive of me I think it's important to clarify what being supportive of you would look or feel or sound like in that context mm, it's different for each person and different for each context too yeah um because yeah like this is a Brené Brown thing of like this is what support would look like in this context because um, your partner may be trying to support you in a way which worked for you like last week but it's not what you desire what you mean by support right now mm. and also giving yourself the freedom to go oh like are you trying to support me right now and they can be like oh yeah like, oh, okay cool that's I really appreciate it it's not really working for me the way you're trying to do it um, would you be able to just sit there in silence and hear me rather than try to ask questions and jump in I'm just trying to like download my brain right now mm. or are you able to like hold me as I say this just put it out there mm. in a in a sensory specific way so the other partner knows what to do rather than just okay there's this ambiguous idea of support me yeah yeah that's a really good point thank you for adding that in yeah thank you Michael Hall for drilling me during my coaching mentoring on clarity questions <laughs> like <laughs> what like what just comes up in my head is like okay, I know, what, I know what support in this context means for me. I don't know what support in this context means for you. So can you please tell me in a sensory-specific way what support would look like or feel like or sound like for you? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, stop it, get out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so useful. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I really like that. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> Coaching knowledge for everyone. <laughs> I feel, I feel for all my the coaches I was mentoring because the amount of times I like, pointed that out to them. Ah, uh, good times. Um, learns the partner's love language and gives them this, yet practices self-care equally too. Um, I've ticked us both for this one. I know last time, from memory, I don't think you ticked yourself for this one, but mm -hmm. I'll still take you for this one for me. Um, like we've got like I feel pretty agnostic within the five different different love languages, but there's <clears throat> like my top two are still access, service, and quality time, mm. and like that's not the same with you, and that's awesome. Like mm. for me, that's I feel like that's awesome. Like we don't have to have the same thing throughout everything. Um, but yeah, I guess me understanding your love languages and like 
when I want to show affection, like, I'd like that to align with your love languages and, like, yeah, and I feel as though you, you do the same to me. Okay. Um, yeah, so, like, I still have unticked myself for this one and ticked you. Because, um, yeah, I know all your love languages and it was handy last time where you were clarified, okay, well, acts of service to me is actually, like, you know, getting me a glass of water rather than, you know, taking my car to the mechanic and getting it serviced or, like, whatever, some huge act. I, I, for me, it had to be a huge act that took a lot of time. Um, whereas now I'm like, oh, okay, it's like these small little things that Jamie really appreciates. Um, which, actually, I heard a, um, I think I was having a conversation with Serene mm. and or someone about this and it was like men typically perceive acts of service to have to be big things and they appreciate big things more whereas women and it's like a gross generalization um whereas women tend to appreciate consistent small things mm. so like you know taking her on a like massive holiday or whatever once a year isn't going to make up for like you know 10 months of neglect but you know picking up the socks off the floor every now and then or like just yeah, bringing you a glass of water in the morning making you tea mm. um, making you breakfast every now and then um, that's something that's going to be a lot more meaningful for you over a year rather than being like oh I've done this one big thing for you hmm interesting so I don't know how that lands for you yeah for yeah like for me I do appreciate big gestures as well but mm. like don't necessarily feel the desire to have them um yeah for me it's more like consistency okay with like those small things and like for me you do that really well like <laughs> making sure we're both safe on the side of the road when the roof rack decides to <laughs> snap out of place and um yeah, yeah that was fucked we we're like driving along at 110 and then these roof racks we had like just snapped off and we had two surfboards on the top and like they're hanging off the side of the car i'm like pull over now <laughs> <laughs> definitely was a demand not a request <laughs> yeah. and i appreciated it <laughs> oh, yep i'm ready to pull over oh that was <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that was nice to not have the surfboards flying down the highway but yeah I guess like with the love languages as well like I think understanding it's one bit recognising it's another mm. so like you know that acts of service is my top love language mm. and you recognising that whenever like yeah pretty frequently whenever I do show it and like made lunch for you and your friend the other day and like protein shakes after we all went to the gym like yeah just you recognizing that it really just warmed my heart a lot hmm. um so yeah i guess having a conversation with your partner with all right what what are your love languages and like how would you like to receive and how do you like giving love hmm. and like what does recognition mean for you yeah, what does well. it look like? And, yeah, what does it look like? Feel like, or, yeah, mm. what is, like, how would I recognize you and appreciate, give appreciation to you in a way that really lands? Mm. Yeah. Excellent.
um, yeah, I think the one I the one I really just beat myself up about um, potentially unnecessarily because you've already told me it's not a thing um, is like the gifts because I was like so far my lowest and I'm like oh I can't like it's fucking nearly one o'clock on Christmas now <laughs> I have not done gifts for anyone yet <laughs> for the one for my grandmother that we still haven't finished um, <laughs> see this is where I'm helping because it's my strength <laughs> oh God, I hate it. <laughs> but people appreciate it, so it's going to be really beneficial for me to learn. So I appreciate that. Um, let's, Teamwork. Right. Let's crack through the rest of this so we can actually get those gifts ready yes. for Christmas lunch, which is probably like an hour ago. <laughs> hey, that time thing. <laughs> we have to leave in 32 minutes. All right. We don't have to, but I think we'll choose to leave. <laughs> Maybe a bit faster than that, actually. Yeah. Um, ask non-blaming questions about an unhealthy communication they've noticed to resolve this. Um, yeah, I've ticked us both with this one. Mm. Yeah, I feel like... Yeah, we just go into resolving things. Like, yeah, cool, we're just having this conversation. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think it's... I really expand this as well to just asking like clarifying questions and really exploring what the other person means. Mm. Like just then with, okay, well, what would supporting look like? Mm. What how does recognition of your acts of service, like what, what's a good way of doing that mm. really like, supports you at this point in time? Yes. Yeah. Things will change over time. Yeah. Um, I take just both that as well. And last one takes responsibility for their emotional state. Doesn't blame external sources for how they think, feel or behave. Um, I've ticked, I've only ticked you for this one, um, because, uh, it's something that you coach people on and, um, something that I feel that you do quite well. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I haven't ticked myself because I, it's something that I have been working on and I can be better and it's like anything in life, it's just ups and downs and, mm -hmm. um, yeah, lately it's been more like, ah, oh, why is this happening to me? Mm. Rather, it's like, all right, cool, this is happening to me, what can I do? Um, like, yeah, I guess understanding that people can slip in and out of that, and that's fine. And just working through what routines and what things that you want to do for yourself to just keep that as consistent as you would like it to be that's from my perspective anyway mm. yeah i i take just both for this I, i'd say more than 50 percent of the time we're both doing it mm. um i do notice like throughout this conversation as well there's some been some language come up from you which is um more under responsible mm. your emotional state of like oh that makes me and then you caught yourself mm. um but what i take from that is they're still like this processing of information which is based on that is controlling me mm. rather than I am consciously or subconsciously choosing this output of, like this experience mm. um, but yeah like yesterday with the with the ski tour guide opportunity that didn't come through I was like rage <laughs> um, <laughs> and like just ready to kill someone I was like alright this is me trying to blame other people um, and like resent this emotional state time to 
settle into it and see what I can learn from it and go, okay, cool, how can I create an opportunity here rather than mm. resentment and hate? And that's all. So now we can read out our totals of whether we're a good person or a bad person and judge ourselves on it. Um, and obviously, like, neither is the perfect. So that's bad and means that we're not worthy of love. <laughs> Key takeaways. <laughs> <laughs> Please understand the sarcasm here. <laughs> um, would you like to go through how to calculate that or would you like me to? Um, so we've just essentially for every tick you put in aggressive, passive or passive aggressive, that's, uh, and this doesn't mean anything either. It's just like understanding where you're at. So you can see how much improvement you've got. So for every point in aggressive, passive or passive aggressive, we did a minus one. Oh no, what have I just done? Oh, there it is. Um, and every point in assertive it's plus one. So there's a... It's from, what is it, 13 in the top two and 14 in the bottom two. Mm -hmm. So it's from a minimum of minus 40. Yeah, math is good, to plus 13. Yeah, I, I nailed that. <laughs> so, yeah, obviously, score doesn't mean anything. We just kind of did it. So we've got a scale of going, okay, cool, this is how much improvement we've got. Um, we've got to go. And these are the areas where we can really work on. Mm. And I think last time we spoke about this was like, in the business, you'd have your quarterly, like weekly, monthly yeah. reporting um, and quarterly reviews. Like, wouldn't it be cool, like in the relationship to see like how much you've grown in these areas? Yeah. And just like do that. Your quarterly relationship. Quarterly. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> like, I yeah, so definitely say we'll be doing this. <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, we'll see how we see how it fits, what works for us. And I've got my sheet dated nice. <laughs> the next one's ready to go nice. for next time um and obviously the the good part of this is you can see who the better partner is <laughs> <laughs> it's like obje no, it's objective proof on who is actually punching <laughs> <laughs> oh shit because <laughs> <laughs> we're both more critical of ourselves than we are of the other person probably probably evens out um so what have you got for me overall for you yeah Nine. Okay. And what have you got for yourself overall? One. <laughs> Ooh. Well, Jamie, for you overall, I've got nine. <laughs> and for myself overall, I've got two. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Jury's out. <laughs> I am the better part. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> So what we can, well, well, what you would have noticed us doing through this was kind of checking on each other, but how can we grow and improve in these different areas? And we'll have a bit more of an in-depth conversation after this of which mm -hmm. are, how we can support each other um, in growing these areas, how we're going to, like what sort of actions and changes we're going to commit to in ourselves um, over the next couple of months. So we've got like a set start and end point for it. Mm. Um, and yeah, just help hold each other accountable to being better partners to each other and to ourselves because like everything I've learned from this is that what shows up on this sheet is an indication of how well you're relating with yourself 
Mm. So the higher your score here, the higher your relationship is going to be with yourself and the better relationship you're with yourself, the better relationship you have capable of having with the partner. Mm. Yeah, like filling your own cup first and yeah. letting that love overflow. Yeah, like, what was, it? what was that amazing, amazing quote of mine from a few weeks ago? Like, work on yourself, not the relationship. Mm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, here's, here's the first of many tools to really help you guys do that. And yeah, leading by example by practicing it ourselves yes (laughs) yeah i guess like thank you for like this opportunity to be just raw and honest with you and having this conversation and like stepping that up by recording it for your podcast that's awesome (laughs) merry christmas jamie i hope you enjoyed your christmas present (laughs) (laughs) what presents this time (laughs) surprise (laughs) Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Jamie. <laughs> and Merry Christmas, everyone else. Love you all. <laughs> Thanks again for joining me on the podcast. And as always, if you want to keep on top of everything that I'm doing, you can follow me on Facebook at Jordan Jensen or Wild at Heart Men or on Instagram at Strictly for My Gingers. I'll see you next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>